super, super, super impactful. Uh, if, if you're not going through leadership pain, then you're probably not leading people. I think that's one of the most uh, eye-opening statements that most people that are leaders are unaware of. Uh, Chad, what did you get written down today uh, about leading through pain? Were you aware that you had leadership pain? I guess that was the uh, first thing is, are you aware? I'm aware. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, um, you know, just a, a few things I wrote down here is the first one was, uh, as a leader, you carry a weight most people don't understand. And I think that's why a lot of people actually just don't want to be a leader. You know, they, they don't want to the extras, right? Because there's, there's extra things that are involved with leadership. It's not just a, a lot of people see like, oh, I want to get paid more or I want the fruits of being a leader, but there's actually uh, a lot of the challenges. So that was the first thing I wrote down. Um, there's almost, he said, there's almost no such thing as leadership progress without leadership pain. And I'm sure you would agree with that, Joel, and in my experience and uh, you know, with it works and in the military and different things, I've definitely experienced that. And he just broke down that there's different types of pain, that there's a personal pain, there's the your fault pain. I think that's a, I like that he mentioned that because that's a hard one for, I think a lot of leaders to swallow is that they're the ones that are creating the unnecessary pain sometimes. And to do a, a self-evaluation checkup from the neck up and realize that that's going on. And then he, he mentioned external, um, acknowledging the problem exists, you know, and, and one thing that really stood out to me here was about a lot of times leaders just believe the best and being very good at self-deception. And that would be me. <laughs> and I think, I think a lot of people, you just, you have to acknowledge that there's a problem because if you don't acknowledge it then you're just ignoring it and it's, it's not like, it's like you, when you open the refrigerator and you're like, Oh, that stuff's probably old. Let's just not worry about it right now. And then you go back like a month later and when you finally open the Tupperware thing up, it's the problem's gotten worse. The smell's gotten worse, right? That's kind of what happens with problems in, in leadership. The value you bring, that's the one I want to kind of sit on for a second because I think this is really, really important. Uh, the value you bring is the problems you solve. And of course, in leadership, the more problems you solve, the more valuable you are because there's not that many people in the world that are leaders that are solving a lot of problems. And there are a few leaders that are like the only types of person that can solve certain problems because they've evolved to that kind of level. Um, I love Jim Rohn when he talks about Jesus, because he talks about how Jesus was a miracle worker everywhere Jesus went, you know, he was solving problems. People were freaking out all the time. You know, they're in the, they're in the boat thinking we're going to die. We're going to die. And he's like, then we're not, you know, people are like, Oh, this person, this is happening. This is happening. He's like, I'm not worried. <laughs> You know, and so I'm in one of Jim Rohn's trainings, he always says, you got to hang around with these people that are that are miracle workers. He says, I have a, I have a uh, you know, a lot, of, a lot of friends that are miracle workers. People say, oh, my gosh, huge problem, huge problem. And they say no problem. And it's interesting because, you know, and I'm sure, Joel, you've met people. And I probably started off the same way in leadership. When you have a little problem, you know, 20 years ago, you're probably like, oh, my gosh, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? And now you've seen that problem and you've gone through it so many times that now it's just like what some people might look at as like a wasp trying to sting you. You see it as a gnat and you're like, oh, that's not a problem anymore. I've, I've dealt with that one. And I had to pull this up because I thought this was so good concerning leadership. This is something Dennis Waitley said. 
He said, winning is never whining. Winning is coming in fourth, excited and exhausted because you came in fifth last time. Winning is treating animals like people and people like brothers and sisters. Losers see thunderstorms and winners see rainbows. Losers see the icy streets and winners put on their ice skates. Losers are aggressive and winners are assertive. Losers let it happen and winners make it happen. Life is a do it with God for others to myself project. And I thought, what a good perspective, because in leadership, you know, that's that's really the perspective you have to have. And um, you cannot defeat what you don't define. He said that. And, you know, I'll leave I'll leave the four things that he went over for you. Um, but one other thing I, I wanted to note, though, here, too, that he, he talked about at the end that he had to kind of work on was this. And it's something I've been working on, too. And it's this concept of this of this daily bread. Um, because I think a lot of times in leadership, the challenge is always looking to the future and putting more emphasis on the future than the present. You know, and a lot of times it's more, more, more. It's like, it's not good enough. It's not good enough. I got to do more. I got to do more. I got to do more. And so what I've been working on a lot lately, too, is just enjoying the moment and embracing the moment and finding that balance between, uh, you know, pr- being thankful for all I have while I pursue all I want and that keeping that tension between the two. So anyway, thanks again, Joel, for bringing some Craig Groeschel on here. Love it. And uh, can't wait to hear what you have to share. So um, some stuff, because I was starting to worry there. I was like, well, I was going to talk about, I was going to talk about that, but that's the great thing about this is having different, perspectives but when we kind of line up and we want to talk about the same thing that shows how important that specific thing that was talked about actually is so the first thing we want to talk about with leading through through pain and and being a leader is being a leader you have pain and the reason why is as a leader you carry the weight of almost caring more than everybody else you know we talk about this business as you're in business for yourself, but not by yourself. And you care about your business more than maybe the people on your team. But the thing is, is because it's a team, they're in it with you. And the thing about that is you may care more about it. And when they're not doing, I guess you would say their part, you feel hurt by the fact that that's not taking place. It's the thing that most leaders hurt more because of the fact that they know the direction that they want to go in and they want to bring everybody on the bus with them. And at some point you realize you can't bring everybody on the bus. And sometimes those people are the people that you care about the most. So the three categories of pain that uh, Chad actually went over was the personal pain, the your fault, or as we'll take uh, credit for, it's my fault pain. And then the and we feel like lately, at least 20 minutes has external force pain, things that are of our control. But you have to look at the, it's. In the moment. So that's one of the great things about hindsight is you can look back at something of personal pain and you can almost reframe it into an external forces pain. So he talked about four ways 
to uh, go through this and to help lead you through it. And number one was acknowledging that the problem exists. Number two was diagnosing the problem. Number three is problem is rehabilitate and going towards the healing. So when we're acknowledging the problem, you know, as a leader, many of us could solve way more problems if we weren't busy kind of trying to deny them, you know, kind of like Chad said, you put something in the refrigerator and you ignore it and you ignore it and you ignore it. And then all of a sudden a month later, you open it up and it's worse than it was when it was originally in there. I love how you as the leader are a CPS, which is a chief problem solver. And you as a leader get paid proportionately to the number and the kinds of problems that you solve. You know, like Chad was saying, there's people that do specific problem solving. I cannot solve a brain trauma problem, but there's somebody that has studied specifically to solve that problem. Make sure that when you're looking at the problem and you actually acknowledge that it exists, you move on quickly to diagnosing the problem because of the fact that if you just acknowledge that there's a problem, but do nothing to figure out what's causing it, it doesn't help. It just, it's like, you keep pointing at the thing going, Hey, there's the thing, there's the thing. And the thing gets bigger and you just keep pointing at it. The next step is to start to diagnose it. And he goes, you know, you cannot defeat what you can't define. He said, so name your problem. You know, is it, um, you're not working in the correct manner that you should. Are you doing the, we talk about this all the time, just doing the busy things and not the things that are producing results. He goes, if we don't accurately diagnose the problem, we may just be treating the symptom. So you're going out and doing the thing, aren't solving the problem. We talk about this, uh, our product all the time. If you're not taking care of your foundational nutrition and putting the right things into your body, your body can't operate on a level that it was designed to operate. So if you don't know what you're missing, how do you know what to fix? He said, sometimes as a leader, you are the problem. And he goes, ultimately, if you can't diagnose the problem and you can't see the problem, chances are you are the problem. And a lot of times you can figure this out really quickly when statements are, my team isn't doing X. My team isn't doing this. My people aren't doing this. Well, the question that you need to turn around and ask is, when was the last time you did that? Because you as a leader are showing up and showing your team what to do. He says, in any growing organization, you as a leader will hit a ceiling. Guys, that's why we're on here constantly is because we're constantly trying to raise the ceiling, not only for us, but for you guys as well. Because when you raise the ceiling, you can raise the capacity of your entire team. He goes, and when you don't grow through those ceilings, you become the limiting factor of your team. So if your team isn't growing, look and see if you're the one growing and bringing those people to growth with you. Number three was treat the problem. He goes, here's the hard reality. You never solve a problem by avoiding it. And I highlighted this one. So the difference between where you are and where you could be might be the pain that you're unwilling to endure. 
we talk about this all our business us in of the pain of loss pain we're gone in our life we're bigger than sharing this opportunity with somebody, telling somebody about amazing products. You know, a lot of people these days are scared to do anything in person. Your hope for the future has to be bigger than the pain of what you are going through currently. When that happens, you're able to treat the problem. He said, solving the problem will be expensive, disruptive, painful, and there will be a longer healing process than you ever thought possible. But that healing process is so worth it because of the fact that at the end of it, you are bigger, better, and stronger to handle the next thing that comes. Kind of like Chad was saying, you know, when you started out, that thing was a wasp stinging you. A couple of years down the road, that exact same thing that was a wasp for you is now just a gnat that you're just brushing right off. And it also helps you to help somebody else through when they think that that's a wasp because you can show them that it actually isn't and show them how you got through. Number four was rehabilitating towards healing. He said, the most important thing to know about this is that when you go through the treatment process, there's a season of rehabilitation because you almost have to reprogram people from what may have been the bad habits to the new habits that you want to to accomplish. He said things like, we are maybe not doing this anymore, but this is where we're going always talking about what's the new thing that you're doing. What's the corrective portion of that? He said, growth and comfort never coexist. He said, always help your team create healthy new habits and then reinforce them. And that's how you will take everybody from going through the pain portion, through the new healthy portion that changes your team's outcome. Guys, we hope this helped you guys a lot. I know that this was something for me that was really, really powerful because like Craig was saying, sometimes you go through things and you realize that once somebody brings it to light, you didn't know that something was happening. You don't know what you don't know. And hopefully what you didn't know today is something that you know, and you can go out and use this to help people go through what we call leadership pain. The leadership of going out and changing lives is so important that we want you to continue on this path. We can't wait to see the amazing things that God has in store for you this year. It's going to be an amazing 2022, and we'll see you again next year. Go out and make an amazing week, guys. We'll see you soon.